0: All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is not the midweek war. However, we are in the middle of the week, almost literally. But Eamon and I are here to talk something very special, and that is the Cruiserweight Classic. I, of course, am Mad Mike. You know who I am. With me is the voice of Inspire for Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? This probably is one of the more fun nights of wrestling ever. And I'm only two-thirds of the way through it. I still
1: got to watch NXT. But um, I'm very excited to watch. Uh, or to, excuse me. I'm very excited to talk about what I just watched, being the Cruiserweight Classic.
0: Yeah, I haven't even watched anything else yet. So this is oh. starting off my night.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Uh huh. I haven't watched Impact. I haven't watched Lucha. I haven't watched NXT. By the way, if you're watching this now stay tuned to the Mayhem Show Twitter feed because I'll be live-tweeting all night like a motherfucker. Um, okay, so we're going to treat this a little bit differently because it's a different kind of show. Uh, we're not going to do our good-bad change or anything like that. We're basically just going to talk about it a little bit. Um, so, Eamon, first of all, overall thoughts on like the show, like the presentation, the announcing, all stuff like that.
1: Uh, I thought the show was perfect. I thought... Uh, they delivered a very different feel to a WWE event. Um, it, they really did, I think, put a lot of effort into making this feel like a different show and something special. Uh, both were just um, the way it looked, but also presentation wise and, and little things that they were doing. Uh, I'm sure we'll go into it in a bit, but yeah, like this is kind of like stuff I really do want to see them use going forward, hopefully uh, in you know main roster or wherever. Like, it, it's different stuff that I think could be utilized.
0: Yeah, I mean, from everything, like, because they're still in the full-sale arena where NXT is, but they had a different stage. They had, they had a whole different entrance ramp for it, which was mm. awesome. Um, the referees were mic'd up. Yes. yes. To ask if everyone understood the rules, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. It was very <laughs> MMA-like. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. They definitely took a lot of influence. You can tell Triple H is behind the wheel of this. Um, also, the match graphics. <laughs> we talk about the goddamn match graphics that look like you're on a loading screen for a video game, basically. which is not a bad thing. No, not at all. Not a bad thing. It looks fucking awesome. But no, yeah, going to
1: that, like like you mentioned, like the referees are briefing the wrestlers before each match uh, uh, on the rules that are set out. Uh, they do a a handshake, basically, kind of taking from like early ring of Honor, which I always thought was a really cool concept of them doing like the whole like Handshake thing, and like we saw, I even played one of the matches where one of them didn't want to shake hands, and like you know, so there's stuff that you can do with that. Um, and then I also really loved how they ended the matches where instead of like just announcing them normally, you had both wrestlers stand in the ring like MMA style and the ref raised the hand of whoever won. Um, I thought that was very different very cool. Mm. Um, and yeah, I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they even had like different ring skirts, different turnbuckle pads everything was different for this. Like it really, they put in a lot of effort to make sure this is a standalone thing. It's like when it's like, if you can remember the first time you watched an NXT episode, it feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I gotta say, um, I do like that. Uh, it Because we don't know a lot of these guys, the handshake at the beginning will easily, will right away tell you, Hey, this guy's the face. This guy's the heel. Yeah. Sometimes they're both faces. I'd imagine sometimes we're going to get two heels, too. <laughs> but it was really, really fun to see that. Although, I thought this week we were getting Gargano versus Ciampa.
1: No, uh, that's... Uh, uh, well, it's not going to be next week either, because they announced the match for next week. But, uh, oh. yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting. I, I think... Um, like I said, you can use those handshakes in storyline purposes and you can use it to really drive, like you said, drive home characters. Um and I like it that there's not everyone's a face, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and and that's really cool. Um but yeah, um going to the uh uh more towards the presentation side, I guess again, the commentary.
0: Oh, oh my god. Was great. Ble- it was it was it was a blessed relief. Like Oh my god, they worked so well together, Eamon. And, it, and
1: it's very consciously like we're gonna talk about the matches, we're gonna talk about the wrestlers.
0: And, and we're no... gonna talk about the wrestlers' histories. Yeah. They dropped Chris Hero name references, they dropped uh, a lot of I, references, like I love that they mentioned uh, we'll, maybe we'll get into it in the
1: match, but like when they mentioned like Cedric Alexander left Ring of Honor to be a part of this tournament. Like you're just dropping stuff like that, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um It really aids to the legitimacy of this tournament. Um,
0: It especially helps that Daniel Bryan has wrestled a lot of these guys, so he knows how to put them over.
1: Yeah, and I loved it because – and I I think I may have mentioned this on Mayhem Show last week. Um, uh, Other than like maybe one or two of the first-round matches, some of them are kind of clear-cut to me as to who's going to win just because you can tell which ones are kind of the names and which ones are like that.
0: Um, But I'll be honest. They got
1: me tonight. They got me, and they did. A, <laughs> the commentary did a great job of putting both guys over to mm-hmm. make it look like that they could either one could win.
0: Now, uh, I've but- I have a question. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. After this first round is done, and we get into like the the nitty gritty of the tournament, do you kind of hope that there's like a battle royal for the standout losers?
1: Oh, I, I'm sure they'll do something with the people that are runner-ups and stuff like that. I
0: really, really hope so. <laughs> I really, really hope so. Like, I would love to see, like, just a mini rolls because some of these guys that lost the matches tonight were just fucking good.
1: There's some guys <laughs> that really impressed me and really, I think WWE should keep their eyes on. Yeah, it, and, and like I said, like, they, there was no, like, them, you know, in the middle of a match talking about something happening on Raw or some other topic. or, or that. They're just focused on the matches and on the wrestling and on the tournament. And that is really refreshing. It's very interesting because I think this is where Mar Ronaldo is comfortable. This is where Mar Ronaldo really thrives. When he's on the pre-shows of, like, pay-per-views,
0: he kind of... You can tell he has to put so much stuff over that he's not really feeling it all the time. If he can yeah, just talk about he, the action,
1: and you can tell he's trying to also do it in a style that he feels will, you know, be with the, whatever his boss wants, which is how what which is your job if you're a commentator right. or a promotion like WWE. But I like, the, but they they designed this thing where they can give him free range to kind of do what he does best, and and I really enjoyed that.
0: I'm not gonna lie, my favorite part of the whole night. Was where Mauro and Brian both scream shooting Star Press at the same time. Yes. <laughs> oh it was. I'm like, oh, that that's just that's just a happy place right there. It was yeah, so yeah, fun. Yeah. All right, so um, let's break it down. Eamon, you have the match listings. What was? Yeah, the we got first, first match.
1: We got first four matches in the uh, in the first round of the tournament, uh, and we started this off very fast paced with uh, uh, Grand Metallic, uh, the uh, formerly known as uh, Dorada. Uh, Take you on Alejandro Sainz, um, mm-hmm. uh from Chile. In Chile. Chile, yeah. Um, this was fucking great. Um,
0: <laughs> size was, was very animated.
1: That's what I really liked about size yeah. was that he was very expressive. He sold really well. Um, he made Metallic look amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, he, he was more agile than I thought he would be for a guy his size. No, very, I thought
1: it really, like, I... Because Daniel Bryan was kind of putting him over in bracketology uh, as being one of the guys he was looking at, and it's almost kind of like... Especially because I had never heard of him before. Like, you expected, like, oh, Bryan's just kind of being a jokester or whatever. Or being, you know... Maybe he's just making a joke about it. But no, he was really impressive. Um, there's a lot of really great stuff in this match. A um, lot of... Ha- like I said, very fast-paced. Very Lucha, uh, Libre kind of style of wrestling. Um... The shooting star press that I sized did on the floor was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this, really, I think, was the perfect way to kind of open the show and open the tournament.
0: Yeah it it definitely give it definitely gives you an opening feel as to what this tournament is going to be like. And uh, I mean, apart from people not knowing how how to pronounce Grand Metallic, I think it was a really really fun match and. I mean, I'm not really that surprised at Grand Metallic one because he's been one of the guys that they've been plugging and hyping for yeah. the whole like pre-show and everything. So
1: I will say, uh, I felt—I don't know if you picked up on this—I felt really terrible at the end because Metallic hits a um,
0: oh yeah yeah driver on Alejandro Sayez and then you, if mass, you pay cl- his, his mask pops off completely, and and you don't you don't really notice it too much live. The replay? Oh, yeah, his mask popped right the fuck off.
1: I, I was like, he's leaning down really quickly and he's not like getting up to kind of celebrate. So I was like, maybe his mask came off. Yeah. And like, I, maybe it like came off a bit and he was trying to fix it. But like, if you look at the replay, it
0: completely came off. Oh, yeah, he was completely demasked. Completely. Well, I mean, for those of you who haven't watched it, and why the fuck are you watching us if you haven't watched it? Go fucking watch it! It's free, free, free this month if you've never signed up for the network. <laughs> um, but you can tell because when he was, he has a weird like hair bun in the back,
1: yeah, yeah. and
0: I I think he needs to get a tighter mask. I'm thinking
1: because I'm thinking maybe new gear. Uh, uh, so I'm thinking that maybe why it is because I've never had seen him like have that problem before. But yeah,
0: yeah, um, it, re- it reminded me of that um that match that Ray and Eddie had at WrestleMania where Ray was trying to add a new mask and the mask kept coming off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it, I mean it's very
1: it's very difficult, uh, but yeah. Um, it, it was very interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, Grand Metallic advances. Um, like I said, very impressed with Alejandro though as well, and I hope he's one that they keep uh, that they keep their eye on still.
0: Um, okay, Eamon, I think I think we should play a fun game <laughs> because I'm guessing we're probably gonna have four matches each episode, right? It looks like it. Yeah. Okay, at the end of us talking about this, we will pick the one guy out of the losers we want to see more of in NXT. Okay. Oh All right. I like that idea. I like yeah. the idea. Yeah, I, I think that'll be fun because then by the end of this, we'll have like 16 guys we want to see in it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Uh, so, what was our next match, Eamon?
1: Uh, the next match was uh, China against India. Uh, Ho Ho Loon uh, taking in Arya uh in a singles match. Uh, kind of like kind we of mentioned before, this was the first match that really kind of played into the whole handshake thing with Arya Divari not wanting to shake hands. Um, Definitely playing the definitive heel, uh, mm-hmm. at least in this episode. Um, uh, I thought this was a really well-worked match. I think devari did a great job of like building sympathy towards uh,
0: Ho-Ho-Run. Um, Is it Loon or Loon? Because uh, they kept saying uh, Loon, I think. They say both.
1: Uh, it's okay. it's, a, it's another Grand Metallic, Grand okay. Metallic thing. Um, but yeah, this was kind of the more... I, I don't want to say the match was basic, but it was definitely more straightforward uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to some of the other matches on the card. Um, I still thought it was good. I would like to see. It, it gave me hope to see what more Ho Ho Moon is going to be able to do going forward. Um, it's because in in theory, like some of these first round matches, like they're the first round matches. Yeah. So they're going to be topping themselves. Yeah, yeah. There,
0: and there might be like if a guy knows he's losing, there might be some over the top stuff too. Like you know, if you if you watch NCAA tournament or any kind of bracket like that, you know. If a lower like a lower seated guy, they're gonna try to pull out all the stops.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but no, yeah, I thought,
0: it was really fun.
1: Yeah, I thought both guys looked great. Uh Ho Loon Advances, uh, moves on the tournament. Uh but yeah, I think Davari played his
0: role perfectly. And I like that they actually did bring up that he's the brother of Sean Devari. Yeah. Like I, and I just I thought the name was just a coincidence because I've seen other people named Davari in wrestling that just wasn't related. But yeah, it's nice to see that there was some influence there, and they mention it, and they they're not afraid of mentioning that Davari once managed Kurt Angle. Like
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, when Brian dropped that knowledge, I was like, holy shit, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean it was fucking awesome, and like I love that they they talk about maybe jet lag's a factor or maybe yeah, you know, like stuff like that. It was just really really a lot of fun.
1: Definitely. I, I, I fully agree.
0: I was a uh, little disappointed Davari didn't try to break out a camel clutch, though. Yeah, a little disappointed. Well, <laughs> little disappointed. True. Uh,
1: but yeah, uh, that was very good. Um, the next match uh, was Cedric uh, Alexander uh, taking on Clement Petiot.
0: All right, now, Eamon, the real downside for this match, there was no Veda Scott. There was no Veda Scott,
1: unfortunately.
0: I, I assume she was backstage as his agent working the strings.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, if we, if we ever, if we do our, what we learned from the cruiserweight classic, what I learned is that Cedric Alexander's pastor is an asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Telling you he would never be a wrestler. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, pastors are not good people all the time. I can tell you some stories later, but I won't yeah, get I love into it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was, this one was
1: really, really fun to me. Um, I've said it before if you watch past episodes of the them before Cedric Alexander was like one of my favorite parts of Ring of Honor for a long period of time Uh, the rare times he was on Ring of Honor Um, I'm very glad he's getting this opportunity to show more of what he can do I'm
0: Um, I'm a little I'm a little concerned next round but I'm glad he got to win this one we'll get to that we'll We'll get to that but oh fuck that match (laughs)
1: Definitely. Uh, and I thought Clement looked really good in this, too. Uh, that clothesline he gave Cedric towards the end was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, really good stuff. I think that's the benefit of this tournament, and, and the, the upside is that the undercard guys are looking good. They're looking very strong. Um, uh, this was a really fun match. Cedric wins with the uh, with Lombard check. Uh, really, really fun match.
0: I like that they didn't know what to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, like Because... A lot of times you'll see new superstars. They'll be like, "Oh, the, you know that's the blah 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 whatever," nice. and it's like, "How do you know this? He's new." Like unless you spoke to him backstage, which you said you didn't. But I love that they didn't know what to call the move. Like that was great. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Uh,
1: uh, and as I mentioned, Cedric advances. Uh, you go ahead. It was
0: weird seeing Cedric as a face. That's true. It was weird. To, I mean. He did, just cause he, he, he did. He did. He work really cause that, well. Because that's mainly only like from
1: when, because of you watching a ring of Honor, you've only known Cedric as heel, really.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I've only known Cedric as like. I think maybe I saw his heel turn, mm-hmm. but he wasn't doing anything as a face. He was just like generic ring of honor guy, and then he turned heel. Right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I really enjoyed his work as a face. I, I and I mean we didn't say this with Alejandro Saez too, but i really gotta give credit to the guys who cut weight to be in this
1: yeah they mentioned that he cut 25 pounds that's
0: one thing we didn't mention is um on the um the bracketology they showed everyone like getting weighed in just like a ufc tournament like and you had to meet the cutoff weight i yeah that's awesome that's really really cool
1: no i agree i thought it was really good um I, again, he's got a really great story. I think he. I love that they're building stories with these guys too and making you invested in their characters. Um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just aids to a better tournament. Uh, and yeah, Cedric advanced and moves on to the next round. Uh, and then we have the main event. Uh,
0: <laughs> the match
1: that definitely deserved to be the main event. Oh,
0: man, this is uh, really fun. <laughs>
1: Sean Maluda from American Samoa taking on uh, the Golden Star, Kota Ibushi.
0: Oh, Amen! This, this, this is the first time I've really seen a full Kota Ibushi match. Uh-huh. Like, I've seen highlights and clips in here and there. He's really good. He's really, <laughs> really good.
1: He's very good. Um, yeah, Kota's amazing. Um, just very surreal getting to see him on WWE program. Like, very, very cool to see. Um, and we talk about impressive athletes. Uh, Sean Maluda.
0: Really let's, let's, let's fire both Uso's and hire him instead. Please do, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> for real. Hey, fuck, let's fire Roman at the same time too. Let's I, all other Samoans, I just want Sean Maluda.
1: If they literally was like Roman's not going to make the battleground main event, we're going to put Sean Maluda
0: in. I'd be cool with it. I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with it completely. That super kick he gave Ibushi.
1: Oh, it was. so That good. is
0: <laughs> where they got me. I'm like. If they want to make waves, Ibushi losing in a first-round upset, that That's, would have that would have caused some headlines because Ibushi doesn't need the tournament. He he can be signed for NAC for any number of reasons. Yeah, if yeah. they had him losing the first round, that would have made somebody. Yeah, I think,
1: I, and I do think it really did kind of elevate him because I think the, you could tell in the crowd, like everyone loves Kota Ibushi because he was amazing. There were, There's a one point where it's like, there was one woman chanting for Sean and like everyone was chanting for Koda. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but I think that he, he earned some fans here cause he was really, really impressive. Yeah. Um,
0: what was that? Um, what was that flip kick that Ibushi did when, um, Maluta was on the turnbuckle?
1: Oh, kind of like a Pele. It's like a okay. Pele, but okay. uh, from a, uh, from that kind of position. Okay. Um, also to mention, uh, Maluta, uh, got really, it was really scary that dive that he did. Um,
0: Oh, I felt so bad for him because he... But he recovered perfectly. Yeah, oh no, he continued the flip and everything looked fine, but it I like that the announcers didn't sleep on it too. They're like, oh, uh, he didn't get all of it," and they even pointed it out, like in the replay. But he followed through and everything. Yeah.
1: So. Basically, for those that didn't see it, it's uh, he tried to do a somersault senton like over the, to- over the uh, top rope, like uh, like most people usually do. But I think his head got caught in the top rope, so he got snagged. But then still was able to flip and still. Basically- yeah. He was a-
0: he was able to land on the apron. Yeah, he was able to land on the apron, and then just finish the flip from there, and it looked seamless. But you can tell there was a there was a hitch in the giddy in the giddy up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was very scary. <laughs> um, yeah, Coda uh, was awesome. Uh, I loved Daniel Bryan really selling his kicks and really putting out how, how stiff they truly are.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but then Bryan even more sold that super kick by Maluta, which was awesome. Yeah, which like, was an amazing kick. Like, oh, he uh, caught him flush too. Like it was. Re- it looked really, really good. Uh, and I really
1: love to finish this they uh i i it's I think it definitely does have a different name in Japan, but they're oh, I'm sure it, it does but they're calling it the last ride power bomb because it's very similar to Taker's last ride, but sit out um
0: it's it was finished. more like a splash like a splash mountain bomb
1: kinda yeah um it's very good mm-hmm. um, uh Kodabrishi wins uh they do a great thing with like a sign of respect between the two afterwards. Um, this was the perfect way to close the show, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just, God, just such and, and now, Eamon, we're gonna get Kotoobushi Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander. Yes. Fuck
1: me! Because both of them will be facing each other in the next round. Uh,
0: like, I kinda hope that's a trend that they do on each episode for the first round. We find out at least one
1: semi, or quarterfinal yeah. match.
0: Yeah, I really, I really hope that's a trend. I don't know if you can do it, just Based on how the bracket lines up, but I think you can do right. Yeah, if you can have two people from like the same bracket, so you can find like see the winners, that would be really a lot of fun. But yeah, fuck Abushi versus Cedric Alexander, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really excited for that match. Definitely, uh,
1: very fun episode. Yeah. I, I very great way to kick off the uh, the tournament. Uh, built towards a lot of excitement. Uh, we do have the four confirmed matches for next week, uh, which is good, which is very good. We will get uh, uh,
0: Kenneth Johnson against Akira Tazawa. I totally forgot Tazawa was in this. To- yeah, I totally forgot. I'm like I, I'm because I'm thinking Kota Ibushi, you know, Zack Saber Jr. I completely forgot Tazawa in this fucking thing too. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of other Japanese wrestlers, Tajiri uh, taking on Damien Slater from uh, Australia uh we'll see TJ Perkins against the Mac from Germany uh and also uh Mustafa Ali against Lindsey Dorado uh that's going to be amazing uh, yeah so,
0: and that's like four uh matches where we know at least one guy in the match at least i do i'm i'm sure you probably know more than uh
1: well I, I know i mean i pretty much i think i know the same guys you know well i know okay. one actually other but uh yeah it's it's going to be very fun i'm so mm-hmm. excited for this for this Journey, uh, so to speak, uh, throughout this tournament. I'm just
0: excited to see Tajiri again.
1: Yes, that'll be really fun. That'll be really really fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and there's some cool mixes in here. Um, so uh, very cool to see. Uh, I I don't know. You should also I encourage you to check out WWE posted like backstage interview stuff uh, like they usually do. Um, I really like Kathy Kelly uh, and the fact that she also speaks Spanish and spoke Spanish to grand Metallic to get his interview. Whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Give me uh, Kelly. She had to get like a translator or whatever for Coda, but like it, Well yeah, I,
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but it's it's really good. It's really, really fun.
0: How, um, um did you talk to Ho ho
1: Uh I believe he did, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I believe she did. Okay. Um yeah, it it was really cool. Um Uh I like I said, I really love the the style of this tournament. Uh did you want to give that, that question you suggested that oh we yeah? Came?
0: Absolutely. All right. So um out of the four uh, losers Al- Alejandro Saiz, uh Arya Davari, um uh, uh Clement Clement uh and Shamaluda. Uh, who would you who would you want to see in NXT?
1: It's a toss up between two, but I think also just from like what he's especially showcased on this episode, Shamaluda is my pick cuz that guy really will have me.
0: Okay. Um I'm going to go with Arya Davari. Okay i i i I'm a sucker for like I loved the Davari gimmick when he first came in, and his brother seems younger, more athletic <laughs> and and you could tell right away he knew his character, yeah, like he knew exactly what he was doing as soon as he got in that ring, like just the evil like foreign stare it was fucking awesome <laughs> yeah no, but that that would be my pick i, I I'm a sucker for a Divari, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> righty. So, um, yeah, so we will be back next week. Um, we're going to have to figure something out uh, and we'll talk off air cause uh, <laughs> in San Diego, but, um, yeah, but we will definitely be back for more of the Cruiseweight classic. If you watch the Cruiseweight classic and you want to talk to us about it, uh, I'm sure we'll mention it on the main show, but if you want anything specifically to Eamon or myself, hit us up at Show dot com. All right, uh, so Eamon, where can the good people there and I find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon Two Please, and also check out uh, the company I work for, Inspire Pro Wrestling, uh, over at InspireProWrestling.com. dot com. not sure if you were going to mention this yet, but also, uh, if you like our review it tonight and you want to see us review some more wrestling, I suggest you tune in. Uh, tomorrow we will be recording the midweek war as always, but we will be doing a very special guest, uh, co-exec- co-executive producer of Lucha Underground, Krista Joseph. He'll be on to talk about part two of Ultima Lucha Dose, as well as Impact Wrestling and NXT. So that's definitely going to be very fun to have him on.
0: Yeah, I, I was I was going to mention that. It's going to be really weird hearing what he thinks the Malo is for Ultima Lucha. <laughs> I... I I'm dying to know this. I'm dying to know it already, um, but yeah, we're gonna. Um, I'm at Mike 483 You know where you can find me. Uh, hit me up with the hashtag mm on at Mayhem Show. I'm gonna be live tweeting everything tonight because I don't need sleep. Um, but yeah, we will definitely be here for the midweek war tomorrow night. It's gonna be interesting. Um, who knows? I, I mean, because you guys know how we feel about Impact and NXT generally. <sighs> I I just threw it out to Krista Joseph if he wanted to, and he seemed game for it, so this is gonna be fun. <laughs> All right, so for Amon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been the Cruiserweight Classic Rap.